You're listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Well, Coach Barry Sanderson, it's time to take you inside the locker room. Presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. And good morning. Welcome into a rainy, rainy Tuesday edition of Inside the Locker Room. 205-342-9904 is the phone number if you'd like to get in with us this morning. The personal Twitters are at Barry Sanderson at Wimp Sanderson 1 or at Locker Room 109 for the show. You can download the Tide 100.9 app to your smartphone and you can take us with you. Anywhere you go. Once again, 205-342-9904. If it has to last, it has to be tough. Withstanding the elements year after year. When it comes to building outdoors, it doesn't come any tougher than Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine from Great Southern Yellowwood. For a project that stands up against Mother Nature's best, be sure to head down to your local dealer for Yellowwood bread pressure-treated pine, the lumber that protects against rot, Fungal decay and termite attack. Get only the best for your next backyard project. And remember, if it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, then you don't want it. All right, guys, I've not had a good morning uh, so far this morning. Joe knows I normally am like clockwork and walking into the building at 6.50. Last night, I decided I was going to go watch... uh, Tuscaloosa County I was having a great year they were playing over at Northridge it was a game that was canceled early in the year due to weather I don't think they'd be playing this late if it wasn't so I got in the car Joe and dad and one of my tires popped up low so I looked at it and it said it was down to 20 so I went to Mapco and I filled it up and as I was filling up I saw that there was a screw in the tire so somebody I think put a screw in my tire so I put it up to like 39, took the car back to the house, got Jenny's car, went to the game, came back. The tire was still holding good, so I knew today I was going to have to take it and get it fixed after the show. Of course, this morning, with my luck, I walk out there, the tire is dead flat, uh, dead flat. And uh, so Jenny's trying to figure out how she's going to get to work and get everybody to school. I've got to take her car. So she's mad at me because the tire's flat. Like it's my fault the tire's flat. So anyway, I piddled around there and ended up bringing her car. Now i got to deal with a flat tire. Oh, you ought to have Jenny fix it. Yeah, Jenny, if you're still home, could you get put the spare on there? She's like, you don't know how to put a spare on there? I'm like, I ain't putting no spare on there. I'll get maybe an air compressor, Joe. Fill it up a little bit. I can get it down to the tire place. It's only a couple miles. Will that work, Joe? Can I do that? Uh, I'd, I'd go Jenny ahead and can get push you down there. That spare is tough, though. Jenny can push you down there. Get Jack to, get Jack to do it. Doesn't Jack do don't know what he's doing. He's got school, too. That's why you pull him out of school. You, you get your lawn chair out, and you, you you sit down, and you tell him, this is how you do it, Jack, and you, you walk up. I don't, you know, I think they waste so much time in school. They need to have Mac a look at it. They need to have a class for stuff like that. Yeah, Teach you how Mac, to change your tire. Mac needs to learn. Mac, get all the boys he came out. down his underwear, won't know where his iPad was. Get all the boys out there. And so Jenny was mad. She's mad because I took her car. She said I should have planned for this. Like, I'm supposed to plan for a flat tire. So anyway, that's been my morning. So good morning. Hope you guys had a better morning than I did. 
because uh, right now it's not. Well, my dog got me up at four forty, so I'm okay. Oh yeah, okay. How's Samantha um, doing, Coach? Yeah, uh, you're doing better than uh, Iowa State, who lost a twenty-three point lead. Half yeah, I was and lost. Tell that, yeah, uh, just a minute. First of all, you always want to know football first, uh, Coach. I, I assume Coach or Alabama reached out to the offensive coordinator at, at Washington. I uh, had a good year. He got a two million dollar raise. I think it was, and so they're. I don't know why that where it's going. Uh, they've been kicking the tires. They they use that theory. He's been messing around, uh, trying to figure out a little bit about Pruitt. Uh, the rule says that when they when that happens the way it's happened, that he has to go to the commissioner. I'm talking about Coach Saban and visit with commissioner about the where's where force of, and I assume that they're waiting to see if it's going to be any show calls. So those are the two things he has talked to. to Pruitt. I think he'd probably hire Pruitt if he could. I uh, don't know that. Nobody's told me that. Uh, I don't believe everything I read in the papers, by the way, so I have no idea. As um, far, far as football is concerned, Rashada, um, um, or uh, Jaden at Florida, he kind of started it all by switching over somebody else because he's going to get more money, and now coaches come out with crap that just happened, and it's just a big stink all the time about money, 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 and those kind of problems in football. And I'm not going to try to get on here and tell you who's going where. When you know, I'm not going to do that. So you just have to get it and read it and find it. Texas Tech last night um, came back from 23 down at home to beat Iowa State. Iowa State, of course, got beat pretty badly by Missouri uh, in a packed house at at, uh, at Columbia the other night. It was a good win for them. Uh, Texas uh, continues to win pretty good. They they beat Baylor 76-71. Virginia beat Syracuse. I uh, watched some of the games. And um, TCU in basketball, the Lumpkin kid who is out with a, with a bad ankle, uh, hopefully this comes back soon. And uh, the kid, uh, Mike, Mike Miles, uh, the guard who hyperstended hyper his, his knee is, going to be out for a while, but it's not torn ligaments, but he will be back. And they're good. TCU's going to be good. they got to be by state, but they'll be very, very good. Uh, tonight, if you want to start watching basketball, you can start watching it at 530 Mississippi State of South Carolina on SEC Network. Um, probably the better game is A&M at Arkansas. A&M's playing better. They're a better team. I don't know if they can beat Arkansas. Arkansas's playing better. Uh, without the two guys that they they they've missed, they they're not as good as as projected. They're way down in the league. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, that should be a pretty decent game at Arkansas. I think A and M can stay in there with them for a while. Vanderbilt's at Alabama. Robin is still not going to play. He's averaging thirteen point two. I think uh, he's not a game changer, but he sure would give them some help inside. So Alabama has said that they're. That game is over with. They're ready to play. Brian Passick will be on the second hour, and we'll see uh, if he knows anything. Kentucky said Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss on ESPN. That game will be at 8 o'clock. Kentucky is uh, up and down. Ole Miss has basically been down pretty much. Got to be by Oklahoma State, I believe it was, uh, in the game uh, the other, other night. So um, we're sitting here now with uh, – with, uh, Going tomorrow out of Georgia um, is at Auburn. Most of you know if you keep up with it that Auburn went into Georgia just two or three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and Georgia beat them. So it'll be the other way around. Alabama's eight and zero in the league. 
Tennessee seven and one, Texas A M seven and one. I'm not gonna go down the lead. We got four in the bot very bottom at one and and seven. Four teams out of the rest of the nine are, are four and seven and um I think uh Vanderbilt's three and five tonight in in the league uh when they play Alabama. So that's all. If you got questions, answers or suggestions, call Barry and wanna to talk to me, I'll talk to you and tell you what I know, which is not much. All right, and one of our great listeners, Joe, has already this is why you gotta throw your problems out there. Because people fix them for you. He's Brock, my guy Brock says, go to AutoZone Parts Place, get a cigarette lighter air pump. Pump up to fifteen pounds. Take to the fast tire ten dollars to remove screw and plug. And he let he gave me the info to fast tire. So I'm gonna do that. I ain't changing no tire. No. Jenny can change, she's got time. I do have something like well, he has towing. Hey Andrew Kniffer, you know, what do I have on my ain't insurance? Pay no, towing. no, Andrew Kniffer, that's part of my Insurance yeah, for the, fifty or hundred miles or towing, I'm sure. Yeah, it's it's part of it. that day out there when Aiden misdiagnosed my car, and I got it towed, and there wasn't anything wrong with it. Allstate reimbursed me for that. You're in good hands with Andrew Kniffer. <laughs> You're in good hands with Allstate. So, Brock, thanks for the information there. Um, Jenny's all worried. She's gonna get to work. Like going to be a nurse is more important than me getting here to, on time for my radio show. Yeah, far more important. Disrespectful. No, that's far. All far right, more uh, yeah, it's far more important. All right, the show before us, Dad, they brought up something they're hearing about Jeremy Pruitt, and it okay. honestly makes sense to me that now I don't know that I believe that them saying that he's not going to get a show calls. They did say that. I am, and everybody's blaming Philip Fulmer, saying Philip Fulmer. Made up all this stuff. Oh, no, I don't. But they didn't say they didn't say that. I'm saying the people are saying that. But they said that Nick Saban, Joe, correct me if I don't want to misquote them, has asked Jeremy to drop his lawsuit against Tennessee. If he drop his lawsuit, then he'd hire him. Greg Sankey does not want a coach at a current school suing another school in the SEC. Good point. You think Good that? Point, I think that's probably. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah. Now, accurate. would you, if you felt like you had a real case and you weren't going to get a show calls and they fired you and didn't pay you anything and they owed you $15 million or something like that, would you drop the lawsuit and just say, you know what, I don't want to fight this thing anymore. We'll go home to Alabama and get my career back going. Or $15 million. He, he sued him for $15 million. Well, I guess he sued him. Joe, I don't know what he was owed. He was probably owed. 12 I think. 12 let's say 12, $12 million. I don't know what the number is. I don't know. The lawyers will be encouraging him to stay, stay with what he's doing. Of course, they want to cut. So I don't really know. I, I, I can't answer that. That's Jeremy's business, and a guy on the radio show doesn't have the answer to it. So I don't know. All right. Uh, um, I probably – you know, I he probably he probably everybody everybody but us and our listeners have a little bit of a tiny feel about the two or three people that'll be the next head coach at Alabama. Guarantee you Greg's got a list on his on his desk. No, nah, please don't tell me that you think Jeremy Pruitt's gonna no, be able, uh, No, but that would but but whether a new guy would come in and keep him, um, you know, you, you never know. So 
So that I can some of the stuff that comes off of radio shows, uh, not any one particular. I say, eh. but this one that makes sense. I don't think you do want a guy at Alabama that's suing Tennessee. Well, I don't know that yet, and you know he needs to feel if it's if it's big money, twelve mil. If it's big money, uh, where did the female lady go that was athletic director hit kind of in charge of him and helped him some? Where did she? And is she from Alabama? I, think mm, I don't know about all that. I okay, uh, that one thing bad about it. I just it, I think it, it, things went south. But uh, I, I would think you'd have to look at it. Your lawyers are going to come to him and they're going to explain to him why he's going to win. And so. They, he has to decide if he believes in what they tell him or whether he can go get the job. Um, I assume that coach would pay him $2 million to get him. Yeah. Um, to get him. Now, Joe, what I'm not buying – now, I don't think Philip Fulber and them tried to help him. I think they tried to wash their hands of him and get him out of there with no pay. But I don't think they made up stuff to – Catch him. I mean, I think he slit his own yeah. throat. Yeah, that, and, and you get people saying that he told him how to cheat. He taught him how to cheat. Yeah, don't yeah. you don't, all. you don't do that kind of stuff. It, 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 you don't. People say doesn't mean anything unless you really know the the, the facts. You know, you if you're you want something, you want somebody that's going to last. If you hire him, you want him to yeah. be there and stay. You don't want him to lose his job over. That kind of crap. Yep. All right. Royal Cleaners making life easy for you. Pick up and delivery. Come right to you. Pick up the beautiful golf shirts, the dresses, the suits, the dress shirts, whatever you need. Clean. They'll clean it up, deliver it right back. University Boulevard, Bridge Avenue, Northport, or 4851 Rice Mine Road. If you want to drop off, you can drop off and have it picked up by 5 o'clock the next day. Give them a call for all your cleaning needs. 205 391 00. Three four. You listen to Tide one hundred point nine. Is he home of Alabama sports? Tide one hundred point nine. Traffic from the Towns and Nissan Traffic Center. We got a wreck up on sixty nine at Tears Patton Road with minor delays. Congestion alerting northbound at McFarland. Everything else appears to be moving pretty well. If you see conditions, of course, give me a call. Business is so good at Towns and Nissan. They need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns and Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Live from the Town Square Media Newsroom, good morning. My name's Mary Kay. And just a few days ago, the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball team suffered its third loss of the season to Oklahoma. And now the team has fallen two spots to number four on this week's AP poll and ranked number five on the coaches poll. And a tense situation caused multiple accidents and drew a huge police presence to Skyland Boulevard Monday afternoon. Now two alleged car thieves in Tuscaloosa are in custody. To get the full details, Details of exactly what happened, log on to TuscaloosaThread.com. The radio stations of Town Square Media Tuscaloosa want to make your big game tailgate party better with Pepsi. One winner will win a big game tailgate party with a big 60-inch flat screen. Coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. 
It's yellow wood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cooler today, the chance of some scattered light rain, the high 54. Tonight and tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times. The low tonight, 41, the high tomorrow, 50. Thursday, cloudy with a soaking rain likely during the day. Thursday's high, 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Alabama Crimson Tide lives right here. Down to the pylon. Touchdown, Alabama. On Tide 100.9. Might blow up and kill this man. There. Uh, Yellowwood pressure treated pine from Great Southern. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. Yes. The uh, athletic director I, I mentioned, who was kind of his right hand man, and she's the athletic director now at uh, Vestavia High School in Birmingham. Well, okay. She's, I think she's originally from Florence. I know her, but, but I can't call the name. I but, saw uh, uh, a legend last night, one of your buddies. He came over and talked to me and asked me how you were doing. The former. Tuscaloosa County High Coach Bobby Jones came over. Yeah. I saw Bobby. Bobby looks, he looks great. Yeah, I saw his son at your game of night. Yeah, Elliot. Elliot's a golfer. Yeah, scratch. Yeah, scratch. <laughs> he still can't beat Bill Morrison. Elliot, if you're listening, you can't beat Bill. No, I don't know. You probably can beat Bill. Uh, but Bobby looked great. He was there watching. Uh, it was good. Uh, both teams, man, they played hard. Both teams played extremely hard. Great environment. I tell you what. Tuscaloosa, uh, for these rival games, has stood up. There's been great crowds at these games. And last night on a Monday night, uh, it was packed in there. And uh, But County has having a good year. I think they're, I don't know, 21-6 and six or something like that. And so uh, they won by 10. All right, to the Yellowwood Hotline. But Bobby Jones, you look good, my man. And bring Bryce into the show. Good morning, Bryce. Bryce. Hey, Barry, don't, don't you have on your insurance? Uh, you can call emergency and uh, yeah, I had time for all that this morning, uh, Bryce. Do it while you're at the studio now. Yeah, I might do that. I, I'm gonna go to the auto place and get the get the little cigarette air thing that the that Brock told me to do. What you got this morning, Bryce? Well, well I, I was just gonna tell you that. Plus, uh, the the other night, a couple of, when we played Vanderbilt, we had some girl announce. Some lady announcers. I mean, who makes decisions on that? I mean, I'm not cutting them down or anything, but I and, and people are gonna probably get mad at me for this. But don't you think it's well? One of one of them. Uh, was, one of them was the head coach at University of Florida for a while and pretty successful. One on the left. Oh, I got her name slips me. But the problem you have with it, they they don't. They, uh, in, in doing the game, the main point was that Robbins wasn't going to play, and it was a big deal. And and uh, I don't know who they're playing, either, who Vanderbilt was even playing. Alabama. Uh, but they never, you know, we never talked about it or anything. So it was whatever. I, I, Bryce, that be, game happened like two weeks ago. You just now worrying about going to complain about well, that? Well, you better you. you I'm not complaining about it, uh, and I'm not saying they're not bad announcers, but I would think you would stick to men doing men and women doing men. I'm sure I'm going to get blasted for this. but uh, I don't know. I see some of those uh, female referees out there do 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 a good job. Uh, so anyway. I just kept, you know, uh, kept uh, 
You mightn't live out it, but uh, they said the coach had interviewed somebody for the uh, coordinator's job, and uh, I, what I wanted to call about this morning, Coach Wimp, was how do you get your team prepared to play Vanderbilt after what happened Saturday? What would you tell them? That's well, I wouldn't tell them anything. I'd, I'd, I'd work with them half-court defensively uh, and try to – I'd work them four on four, three on three, four on four, five on five defense to half court probably. And and um, I have a feeling just from what he said, I have no, have not talked to him, don't have talked to him, that there might be a lineup change to get for them to get people's attention. I could be dead wrong, and maybe just like it's been being, but uh, there might be a lineup change or two. And I don't even know who it would be. I I don't even know if I'm correct, but I would work half court defensively and. And try to get them back. I wouldn't beat them up, anything like that. I'd just try to, you know, go through over some of the things that beat us uh, in the Oklahoma game and work against those a little bit half court defensively. Good answer, coach. Hey, uh, Barry, I heard from the expert. What would you do? Uh, with the lineup, would I change the lineup? With yeah, this, what, would you, what would you tell uh, you? I don't, I don't think I would change the lineup. I mean, you won nine straight games. I think. I would get their attention uh, unless unless the film showed uh, somebody not playing hard or somebody's been late to a meetings here lately and been showing some signs of being disinterested. So I don't know those things, but based on their play, I probably would keep it the way it is. And and uh, I think it's a sometimes you you got problems that are there, but you just don't uh address them as much because you're winning so sometimes they're magnified so we'll see i expect them they're 14 and a half point favorite tonight we'll see if they don't come out tonight it's tomorrow night ain't it? is it tomorrow night okay it's tomorrow night uh no, it's tonight. no it's tonight. No, it's yeah. tonight yeah tonight yeah. um definitely tonight um i wouldn't panic i think the coach said we play 30 games is one game out of 30 it has no bearing on the sec so we'll just see if it's a it's a wake-up call for them. I think the team's tired, uh, personally. I think they just had to, such a tough schedule, and they have to get up so many times. People say, oh, they're 18, 19, 20-year-old. How can they be tired? That's exactly why, because they stay up all night. And, and uh, you know, the travel and all that, their bodies are not built up like a senior. So I think I think they wear down a little easier than, than people realize. You're probably right, but Barry, uh, anything on Mark's foot? Uh, I think it was a thigh, maybe. Was it his foot? Uh, I hadn't heard anything if it is. Uh, it, was, it was his foot because uh, my friend uh, talked to Mark Sears' mother. They were nurses together, and she helped deliver uh, Mark uh, and said that Mark was more disappointed and mad about the loss than it was his foot. Yeah, I guess. what she told me. Gets, so now he's been through it he's his body's built up so he's probably one that you know could handle the grind but miller and Clowney and those guys i know they're great players but they're just a shell of what they're going to be physically in two or three years and then it just starts to take its toll on you uh these games and the physicality of yeah. of the games well I like the way uh coach Saban handled that about the nil uh, you need to earn it you don't just get it and I, I hope he sent a message to a lot of people. Well, you know? he he wanted to get he wanted to get that off his chest, and so he's whenever he wants to get something out there that's going to make news, he usually does it at a speaking engagement, and he chose to do it 
for the Alabama Football Coach High School Football Association. Then sounds like the uh, sounds like the Web Sanders way to me. Sanderson way to meet it. That's the way uh, Coach Sanders would have said it. All right. Uh, he all right. wants you to earn it. You no know? doubt. No doubt. Appreciate you, Bryce. All right. Thank y'all, guys. Thank you. All right. Uh, we'll get to break here. We'll get our man Kevin Skarbanski in. Let me tell you about first and main condos. A three-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath, washer and dryer included. Stainless steel appliances. All Granite countertops, all electric energy efficient appliances right there. The internet and direct TV are provided with the condominium. Ten foot ceilings, which are very nice. Large patios with upper level river views. You can sit out there on the patio, Joe, and listen to Tide 100.9. That'd be a great thing to do. Easy access to the Riverwalk gated property uh, with security cameras. Located in the historic district of downtown Norpark. Beautiful area there. Plenty of places to eat and shop and you go right across the bridge right there and you're in downtown Tuscaloosa five minutes to the University of Alabama 205-657-7465 tell them you heard on the inside of the locker room one month free rent or go to firstdomaincondos.com and it's the Tide 100.9 it's the home of Alabama sports this is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama men's basketball team fell to number four in this week's AP poll. Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb is interviewing for the open Alabama OC position. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts led the Philadelphia Eagles to a 31-7 victory over the San Francisco 49ers and is headed to the Super Bowl. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. Run it again! For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a dreary Tuesday morning. We do have some congestion on Berlin southbound into downtown and 69 southbound heavy at Skyland. If you see conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at towns of Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Nibbling on sponge cake, watching the sun bake. Pressure treated pine from Great Southern. Go to yellowwood.com to find a dealer closest to you. You want to last, fight against rot, fungal decay, and use. Yellowwood, if it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. All right, to the Yellowwood Highline, he is the Director of Communications with the Coach Safely Program, also writes uh, for the AL.com and the Birmingham League. Joins us every Tuesday, Kevin Skarbinski. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Morning. Good morning, fellas. I'm good. How are you? No, we're good. Go ahead, Ep. Uh, I, I, I got football and basketball, and I guess the basketball and since the basketball season. Alabama, um, uh, be playing the all Vanderbilt will be playing out the Robbins kids again. Alabama's coming off of you know not a good win. Uh, any thoughts at all about Alabama basketball team? It doesn't matter to me where they're fourth or eighteenth. They got to, you know you don't play in the NCAA term. Any thoughts about the Alabama basketball team? Yeah, lots of them. 
okay. you know, of course, everyone. <laughs> I saw what you of course, everyone's yeah. talking. Everyone's talking after the trip to Oklahoma. Uh, you know what happened? How bad is it? What's you know what's wrong? And, and some, you know, some of the you know, there are some people when you have a football mentality, every single game <clears throat> seems like uh, the Super Bowl, and one loss will you know send people into a panic. Uh, a big loss like that would uh, not that Alabama suff- suffers those kind of losses in football in the regular season, but but if if it did, there would you can imagine <laughs> the the chicken littles running around suggesting the sky is falling. Of course, you guys know basketball is different. You're going to have those days. Oklahoma had not shot it like that. They had not scored like that uh, all year long. They'd only scored above 80 one time all year. And then they go, you know, they go hang ninety plus on Alabama, put fifty up in the first half. Uh, the there are things though to be concerned about. Certainly, that's that in the, that's the third time that uh, when Alabama's lost a game, they get, they've given up eighty two, one hundred and ninety three in their losses. So they've been susceptible to just big offensive nights from the opponents. Hadn't happened often. Uh, they would held in that SEC winning streak. They'd held everybody under seventy. So. Consistently, uh, they've been they've been pretty good defensively, but every once in a while, those things can happen. And then, and then I also would note that uh, six of the last seven or seven of the last eight national champions have had at least one double digit loss. Uh, Villanova twenty sixteen lost by twenty three to Oklahoma in twenty fourteen. UConn lost by thirty three in the last regular season game at Louisville. And they they went on and won the national championship. So one loss, especially uh, even a big loss like that, is not going to derail Alabama's season. Uh, but yeah, there are some things they've got to get corrected if they want to be if they want this to com- continue and finish as the special season that they've constructed so far. They'll have to make some tweaks. Yeah, I've got the football mentality. Uh, Thirty games, you're going to have a game like that every once in a while. Football, you can't afford to have a game like that. If- especially two or you're you're completely out of it uh kevin i you know these kids physically you're starting three freshmen um you know when you play this difficult of a schedule i mean you got these guys got to get up every game there was no game in the non-conference hardly where you sit up that's a w um and now you're getting everybody's best shot i think I think these guys, even Brandon Miller, as good as he is, he's a thin guy. Clowney is a thin guy. I think the season starts to take its toll on you a little bit. Uh, and sometimes you look at a tired team, your shots are short. I know the announcers kept talking about how many threes Clowney has missed in a row. Uh, fatigue can set in on young guys in, towards the back end of the season, can it? Yeah, it's it's traditionally been an issue that – what late January, early February, especially with freshmen, yeah. that that you see them hit a wall of sorts because they're not used to playing that many games with that kind of intensity, with that kind of physicality. Uh, you know, when you're as talented as those guys are in high school, you can you can coast through games and still be effective and successful and win. But at this level, you it's hard. It, you've got to bring, like you said, you, Barry. You've got to bring it every night, and if you don't. You can get beaten. Occasionally, you can get embarrassed, no matter how talented you are. And that's one question that I think Alabama will have going into the postseason is, 
it's this is and where we all know it's all about matchups. Physical teams, really grinding physical teams. Oklahoma, I mean, look at some of the dudes they had. Yeah, uh, Mississippi State last week. They had to grind that out. Uh, when you play grinding teams, physical teams, that's the kind of team that would seem would give Alabama trouble because they don't have those kind of guys. Right, as you said, they're they're more they have uh, long, lean athletes uh, who can run and jump, but they don't really have the bangers. So that that's something to look for when the NCAA tournament bracket comes out and who Alabama's going to face down the road. Yeah, they need the game to be called tight. It was not the other night. They let Oklahoma kind of push them around a little bit. And uh, quite honestly, I think they lost their composure. So we'll see uh, as they take on Vanderbilt tonight. Uh, Kevin, we talked earlier, Jeremy Pruitt. It was brought up in another show, and I think this might have some legs, that – uh, in order for him to be hired here, and I don't know whether he's going to get a show cause or not, but uh, that Coach Saban and maybe even Greg Sankey said he needs to drop the lawsuit in Tennessee. He can't be working at Alabama and sue in Tennessee. Think there's any validity to that? I don't know for sure if there is or isn't, but it certainly makes sense, doesn't it? Sure. Uh, you you don't you know look at look at all the issues that Tennessee faced. When, when Philip Fulmer was involved in, you know, the NCAA investigations into Alabama and the role Philip Fulmer played, and there were lawsuits, and there were, you know, he, he, he didn't show up at SEC media days one year because he didn't want to be served uh, with, a, with papers to have to do a deposition. And, and so it, it, it takes away, certainly, that can take away from you doing your job. That is a distraction that no one wants in their program. You don't want your coaches to be distracted with, uh, with extracurricular things like that. And, and legal matters can, can weigh on you. So for a lot of reasons, and, and then there's just the, the look of a coach at one school suing another school, a former employer in the same league. It's just not, not a good situation all around. So I could see that being the case, but I don't know that to a certainty. No. Yes. That, um, I wonder, um, I'm not, not putting a negative light on it. I'm putting them, get you to answer the question light on it. I'm wondering if Oklahoma and Texas coming into the SEC is going to raise the excitement of attendance and all that kind of stuff. They're not going to be playing each other much. Uh, they're not going to be playing, they're going to be playing the Vanderbilts and Kentucky. Is that is that is the biggest deal ever? And is that bigger than UCLA and USC going to Big Ten? Or is it, forget that. Is, is is this for you? You're a writer, and you know all this kind of stuff. Is that a big deal? <laughs> well, is it a big deal for whom? Well, for, is it a big deal for, for schools? Is it, yeah, is it a big? Yeah, they're giving up a lot of money to come. Uh, pe- people are taking them in, and, and the people I talk to have already got great schedules worked out. Where Alabama plays Oklahoma and Texas, you know, it, it doesn't work like that. It's it's is that going to be a little bit of a letdown when they come in r- more than than we think? Well, I think there will be some excitement. There, okay. there will be some newness, okay, because all of a sudden Oklahoma is showing up on your campus, and maybe right. they've never been there before, or rarely they've been there. Or Texas is showing up in your stadium, and and they may never have been there before, and so there's some or or on rare occasions, you know, 30 years ago, 
You know, Auburn played them home and home back in the 80s, for example. But to see those teams, I think, creates some some freshness that would get people excited about going to games. You know, that's one thing that everybody in college football is concerned about is how do you get people to go to your games? How do you get more people to go to your games? How do you stop the decline in attendance, which has hurt the SEC less than anyone? But they still are concerned about it. Uh, Greg Byrne and the ADs, they're still concerned about it. They're always looking for ways to make it more attractive for fans uh, to come to the games and then stay for the games. So, yeah, so from that perspective, I think it's, I think it'll, you know, especially in the early years, it will be very, very exciting for not only for those schools to come to your town, but for your team to go to those places. Because if, if you've never been to a game in Norman or Austin, it's a fun experience. It's a different experience. It's an SEC-like experience because they care about football. They get excited about football, especially when their teams are good. But it's just it's a different place. It's a different, uh, it's a different road trip, different places to visit there beyond football, different restaurants to eat at. Uh, you know, it's, just, it's a lot of fun. So. And and I've been to both. I've been lucky to be to both both those places, and, and they are a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun to travel to for a, a football game and for basketball games too. We we you know we focus on football, but but that's true for every sport. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a scheduling teams, softball teams, etc. You know, yes, yeah, it's, it's a scheduling nightmare for basketball. Um, it just is with sixteen teams in the league. Um, it. it We'll see what happens there, and it be interesting to see. And then probably in other sports as well. It's just sort of a scheduling nightmare. But uh, um, I don't really have anything else, Barry. I, just, right, I just thought maybe it yeah. was going to be a little yeah, bit more Anytime Oklahoma's coming or Texas is coming, if you say Texas and Alabama are playing in football or basketball here, whether it's every two or three years, it's going to be a sellout. I mean, this is going to be the brand name right there. So I think it's a good thing, uh, Kevin. And and Barry, just to add one more, if if those teams are good, you know you're increasing the the, the chances that game day is going to show up on your campus. Yeah. Which you know again raises the level of excitement. It raises the spotlight on your campus, on your team, on your program. But th- those are all good things. All right, Kevin. Coach Saban always has a reason for everything that he does. Uh, he uses speaking engagements or press conferences to get a message out all the time. So he's down in Montgomery speaking to the high school football coaches and talks about the NIL and says he had one coach tell him, yep, they had a really good defensive back. He needs 600000 He said he had another one say that they needed, I think, around 600000 and sister get accepted to law school and for it to be paid for. What – why is he saying this uh, at this football? What, what is his point? Does he want to get it out across the country how ridiculous NIL has become? Does he want to say Alabama is not going to play in that kind of uh, dirty game there? What, what was his point uh, by bringing that out to the coaches? I think I think it's it's likely different points that he's trying to make. One for fans who might say, why didn't we get that guy? Or why did that guy go to a team in our league, in our, in our division, that we're going to play against for the next couple of years? Why didn't we get that guy? We could have gotten that guy. We used to get that kind of guy. And, and 
that I think trying to forestall some of that, trying to cut that off at the pass and let fans know, hey, listen, we're just not going to deal with everyone. We're not going to do whatever it takes to get ev- and just anyone. We're not going to do that. That's not the way we're going to run this program. And so, like I said, it, it, it may short-circuit some of that conversation. But also, look, he's been, he's been very vocal. He's been very adamant about his feelings towards the way, not the concept of NIL. And I, and I think we need to keep reminding people of this, and I think coaches are trying to remind people of this. The concept of NIL, I don't know that there's, there's many coaches, if any coaches, that are opposed to the concept of it. That once you get on campus and you, you prove something, and you've worked and you've competed and you've succeeded and you've built a name for yourself, that you're able to profit to some degree off of that name. I don't think any coach has a problem with that. But that's the concept. That's not the practice. That's not the reality. Uh, it has become a flat-out recruiting tool to to try to induce guys to come to your school, whether it is high school players uh, on signing day or whether it is transfers out of the portal. And that was not what it was designed to be, and that's the problem I think a lot of coaches uh, led by Nick Saban have had. And we know he has a bully pulpit. People listen when he talks. People across the country involved in college football Listen when Nick Saban talks. So the more he has, the, the more opportunities he has to point out the the growing disparity between the concept and the reality. I think the more opportunities he's going to take to do that and to see if any if there can be any kind of of uh, common sense applied to the way that this that this uh, concept is applied in real life. Do you think? Um... That Nick Saban, you know, I think he's very fond of Jalen Hurts. Uh, just what Jalen did, he stuck it out here. He was ready. He came in, went to a struggle, and he won the championship. When he wanted to transfer, I think he told him, you need to go somewhere where they got great players. Uh, you don't need to go uh, to Maryland or somewhere like that. Oklahoma would be a good place for you. When they interviewed Coach on the field after that Georgia game, he almost mm-hmm. broke down and cried. Uh, talking about Jalen Hurts and kind of his character and what he did uh, there, I think Coach, should, if you're listening, Coach, I think I think he should go to the Super Bowl and support Jalen Hurts. What are your thoughts on that, Kevin? Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised at all if he did that. Yeah. I would almost I would almost expect that. Yeah, because that is that is something that I think has gotten lost in translation. I don't know that the general public understands. The, the bond that Nick Saban has with a lot of his guys. And, and, you know, you don't have the same relationship with every player. No. It's, and, and you just can't because even in basketball, with 13 on scholarship, you, you can't have the same relationship with every guy. And, in, and certainly not in football with the size of the rosters there. But there are guys that have an impact on coaches just as coaches have an impact on players. And Jalen Hurts certainly fits into that category. He, he was... Uh, the ultimate team player, and then he had to make in 2018, and it paid off beautifully in that SEC championship game. But then, for his own development, he needed to go somewhere else. He didn't need to sit behind Tua again in 2019. And so he did, and he went to Oklahoma. And that year at Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley, there is no doubt that that really helped in, in his development 
as a quarterback in the passing game in particular. We know he struggled in the passing game, particularly in 2017, his second year as a starter. Uh, and it didn't help that he had, in his, in his three years at Alabama, he had, what, four different offensive coordinators. If you remember that Sarkeesian had to step in for Kiffin in the national championship game when Jalen was a freshman. Yeah. That, that's not and, – and out it past Kiffin, the guys that he had, Brian Dayball in 2017 and Michael Oxley in 2018, are good coaches. They're not quarterback gurus. They're not passing game experts. Uh, they're not you know quarterback mechanics, for example. The, those are you – know, now, if Jalen had had a year or more under Sarkeesian – Imagine how he would have developed. So, but for all those reasons, there is there is something there is a a different level of respect I think that Nick Saban has for Jalen Hurts, and I think that Jalen Hurts has not only for Nick Saban but for Alabama as well. Which is why this this idea of who gets to claim him oh, should Alabama, so does Alabama silly. get to claim him? Does Oklahoma? That that is so nonsensical <laughs> and absurd. Look, the guy the guy spent three years at Alabama. He has a degree from Alabama. He he set records at Alabama. He led Alabama to two national championships in two years as a starter, as a freshman and a sophomore. And and yes, he was a big people forget he was the SEC offensive player of the year as a freshman. He was not just along for the ride. <laughs> so uh he did so many good things here. And he seems to have such great uh uh affection for his time at Alabama and the people there. And, and so I think it would be only appropriate if, if Nick Saban was in Arizona. I think that's a great idea, uh, uh, great idea, Barry. He might run into uh, some prospects up there, some prospects. Oh, he might go to the game. He could see yeah. them, visit with yeah. them. They put him up on the set. That's a great recruiting tool. Oh, he'd have to have great seats. Now, he wouldn't, he, he can't, you know, now have, if he, he can't be on the sideline. If Barry. he goes, Kevin... <laughs> Should he pay for that trip, or should the University no. of Alabama pay for that trip? Oh, corn boy, yeah, Alabama pays for it oh, anyway. Huh? It's a business. It's a business. Trip. <laughs> it's a business decision, is it not? Yeah. And, hey, every time. Listen, every time. Why do you think he? Why do you think he was at the national championship game? Why does he go when he, on the rare occasions when when Alabama's not been in the national championship game? Typically, you will find him on the set at the stadium on the scene. Because that is a, it's not only a recruiting tool, it's an advertisement for, for Nick Saban, for his vitality, his continued uh, ability to be at the top of his game. Because when he talks football, he talks it as well as anyone. He breaks things down as well as anyone. So it just shows people, hey, this guy may be 71 years old, but he hasn't lost a step. So it is nothing but positive for Alabama when he makes these trips. But it makes the other fan bases so mad. Nick Saban doesn't even make the national championship, <laughs> but he still gets to go. Uh, so they, and they then don't. what was what? Hey, what was the biggest story? The biggest stories coming out of the national championship game were Georgia versus Alabama, Kirby Smart versus Nick Saban, <laughs> David Pollock versus Nick Saban. Yeah, that's what everybody was talking about. TCU was forgotten almost as soon. Well, almost by halftime. But certainly after the game was over, their participation in the game, uh, it was like, thanks for coming. Here's your consolation gift. Now let's talk about the real uh, the real competition in college football, Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's all we were talking about, well, that Pollock disrespected Nick Saban at halftime. You didn't talk about the game. So, all right, Kevin, yeah. tell everybody about your great stuff, the Coach Safety Program, and where they get all your, your writings. Yes, uh, if you coach kids 14 and under, we say it every week because it's true. It's the law in Alabama. You have got to complete a comprehensive training course in injury recognition and prevention every year. 
and there's only one course that provides all of the different subjects that you'll need to be well prepared to take care of your young athletes, and that's the Coach Safely training course. It was put together by a medical advisory board led by Dr. James Andrews, Dr. Jimmy Robinson from the University of Alabama. So expert medical advice included in this course. It touches on sudden cardiac arrest, concussions, heat-related illnesses, overuse injuries. You name it, it's in there. It's everything you need to keep those kids safe and know what to do. You could, we want all we want to prevent injuries if we can, but we want to make sure we know what to do if something happens. So go to coachsafely.org. Take the course. Before, if you're coaching softball, uh, baseball, soccer, whatever this spring, now's the perfect time to do it before you get cranked up. And it doesn't cost you a penny to take that course, thanks to the generosity of the state of Alabama and a lot of other uh, really generous donors. So go to CoachSafely.org. And to read my stuff twice a week, go to The Lead. It's Birmingham Lead, L-E-D-E.com. Every Sunday, every Thursday, I have a piece. It's a, it's a really quality newspaper delivered to your inbox every day. Uh, I write twice a week, so check that out. Birmingham oh, we're Lead. going to twice. A, we're going to twice a week now, huh? Used oh, to yeah, just be one. Week, yeah. Oh no, I've been twice. I've been, where have you been? been Barry? He's been twice, twice a week the whole time. Coaching, no, I know. But I'm tw- I've been uh, twice he, a week. He, for a he's while, gonna be yeah. seven days a week before, or five days a week before too long. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stop sleeping. I'm just going to. I'm going to forget about sleep and just continue to work the, uh, 24 hours a day. No doubt. Thanks, but Kevin. Love, but I love what I do. Thank you. Thank you, Barry. Yeah. Uh, Myla Miles was the lady that was the Hoover yeah. uh, athletic director. She went with uh, the University of Tennessee, and she worked for him. Mm-hmm. And now she has come back, and she is the new athletic director at Vestavia. Good lady. I like her. I yeah, know her. she's from Florence. Yeah, yeah, she's sweet. She does a good job. I, I dealt with her on some score table stuff when she was at Hoover. Uh, so she does a good job. All right, tell them about Constant Companion. Animal well, Dog Hospital. Oh, Constant Companion. You're saying that in a rough way, but Constant Companion would be good to you. My dog got up at 440 this morning. But anyway, 635-0313. If you want to really have your dog checked or your, or your cat checked or whatever you want checked, uh, Dr. Foster can do it out at Constant Companion. on Highway 280 at the Narrows. They're good people. And um, um, uh, my little dog is going out there ever so often be checked. Now, if you want to get a deal for half price, tell me you heard on Inside the Locker Room, do so. I think it'll help it. That's it. All right, and it's getting better, Joe. My guy in North River Lawn Care told me he has an air compressor, so that's good. And I had somebody in my neighborhood put on Twitter that if Jenny would push the car down to her, his house, he'd fill it up for me, so I asked him to call Jenny. <laughs> If he Jenny push that car down there, it's only a couple blocks. So I've got now I've got a compressor. Now I just need somebody to go over there, put the air in it, and take it to the tire store. If we get all that done, then we really hit a home run this morning. But I'll take somebody just going over there and putting the air in it. Uh, I'll tell you how to get in the house. Hey, Alabama One, www.alabama1.org for all their different products and services. The people are outstanding. They what? Make the Alabama one so special. Uh, vehicle loan, mortgage, credit card, I've got them all. And they do great for me, and they'll do the same for you. Go to www.alabama1.org. We also want to thank Yellowwood, pressure-treated pine from Great Southern, for making this 7 o'clock hour possible. When you're going to build, build it right. If it doesn't have the yellow tag on it, you don't want it. I will right, we'll take phone calls for the next 15 minutes. 
Somebody call us up. Save us 205-342-9904. Brian Passick. Never met a shot he didn't like. Brian is the ultimate homer. He's worse than Sonny Smith. He'll join us at 815. You listen, Tide. 100.9 is he home of Alabama Sports. traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a dreary Tuesday morning. We do have some congestion on Merlin southbound into downtown and 69 southbound heavy at Skyland. If you see conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. In a collision, easy decision. Make one call to one name. Mesreno, 206-6300. No representation made the quality of legal services to be performed. Take care than quality of legal services performed. Light rain at times. The low tonight, 41. The high tomorrow, 50. Thursday, cloudy with a soaking rain likely during the day. Thursday's high, 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Hey, Pete. How's business? It's great. Foot traffic's still way down, but more people are finding me online. Nice. How'd you pull that off? Well, the first thing I did was go to 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Inside the locker room with former Crimson Tide basketball coach Wimp Sanderson and his son, former SEC and ACC assistant basketball coach Barry Sanderson. It's time to take you inside the locker room presented by Dr. Pepper on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back to the second hour of Inside the Locker. As we kick off this 8 o'clock hour, Andrew Kniffer is my Allstate agent. Let me tell you about Andrew, Joe, and that Andrew's list to the show this morning. So he texts me. Everybody's texts me. Captain Ray just says he has a cigarette lighter pump. He said, do you need me to handle for you and Jenny? And I said, hopefully I can fill it up. And get that plug. He said, I have a plug and a compressor if needed. And I said, you can plug a tire? And I won't tell you what he said there, but he acts like he can plug a tire. Now, that's Allstate with a serve. I mean, come on. Does he, Joe, does it get any better than that? No better than that. You, you got somebody listening. You got to take care of you. He knows the family's in a bind. That's call, call, call Jenny and have her pick one. Pick one what? Pick one of the people that you want to work with. So now I got Captain Ray's got a cigarette lighter. Well, help Um, Jenny decide which one you want to work with. My guy uh, at North River Lawn Care said he's got the compressor. Now, Jason, we're going to do a little better. He said he'd set it out. Like, no, you need to meet me over at the house. Uh, He said, I'll put it out for you. Mike McGuire, he's big help. He said if Jenny had pushed the car down to his house, he would fill it up. But Andrew... Claims not only does he have a compressor, but he also knows how to plug a tire. Of the four, who yeah. are you going to use? We're, uh, we're, lo- we're losing uh, listeners by the thousands. No, 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 they like this stuff. <laughs> can anybody do better than that? He got about got a new tire they can put on Let there. Jenny decide on what what needs to happen. Jenny's fifty six more minutes. The, uh, the offers keep improving by the minute. We'll see about what well, you know. You'll you'll have a new car by the end of the show. I need a new car. Uh, Captain Ray, he's offering me something. Let's see, what can he do? Uh, 
Captain Ray said he can run over to my house. He's got a cat. He does have a cat. Hmm. He does have. How many cats does Captain Ray have? I don't know. I didn't count them. I want no cat. No, you don't I like cat. Captain Ray, but the cats can't. Uh, Sam doesn't like cats. Well, Sam needs to learn how to like the cats. Uh, so Cap says he can run over to the house. Captain Ray's busy. And how's the weather going to do today, Captain Ray? Um, he doesn't have time to look. He's going to your house. Yeah. Well, anyway. Uh, so he said, that, oh, but Andrew did say, don't ever call him if you're stuck in traffic and you have a flat tire on your own 280. He ain't coming up to 280. Who said that? Andrew, my Allstate insurance guy. Well, I ain't going to call him. Well, if you needed your tire fixed, but you can't call him on 280. He actually tried to get Jimmy Dykes to do one of those. What are those little gram things they can do, Joe? What are those things called? I think Montana Fouts does them. Where they cameos, can, cameo, cameo. But Jimmy, well, we, we make he, a, it's the one that he didn't do it. I, I, I'd have turned it off quick. We'd make an arm and a leg if we get, if we got coach on cameo. Get him on there. If uh, but if Jimmy Dykes, he want more than thirty seconds. He'd have to talk for five minutes about himself and his airplane and where coaching girls basketball. Yeah. Yeah, he was a great coach there. All right, uh, Dad, when they take on Vanderbilt tonight, Joe, what kind of crowd you going to have over there tonight? Everybody mad? Well, I think it'll be 85% full. How many is that? Uh, 12,000. Oh, 11,000. No. no. 7.30 game, that's the perfect time. So you think there's going to be 12,000 over there? Well, last Wednesday, it was... 11,000 and something. Well, what, yeah, it was 11,000 and change. I looked at it. It felt like it was more than no, that. No, I thought the uh, atmosphere in there was great. I thought the crowd honestly got them over the hump to win the game. Uh, Dad, they need a big crowd. Uh, your thoughts about, you know, if they play poorly tonight or somehow lost, then the people would really start screaming. Uh, there, How big is Do they need to not only win but play well tonight uh, to kind of get things back on track or just win the game and don't worry about it? Well, I think I think he'll win the game, and I think they'll play better. Uh, he may make a lineup change or two, or, or substitute in a little bit different way uh, to get the matchups the way he wants them. So, you know, I have no idea what his plans are. So. We're gonna see a little more Rylan Griffin tonight, aren't we, men? I, I don't know. Uh, who, whose minutes is he gonna take? I'm Welsh. How many minutes is he really playing, though? <laughs> Dom got like 10 minutes in the last game. Yeah, I just think when you, and then you got Burnett coming back, and he was playing a pretty good bit before he left. Now you're trying to figure out how to get his minutes back. I got I, I saw a high school game last night, and I thought, if anything, I thought they tried to play too many guys. I think you got to get you about eight guys, and those are your eight, and – you're going to sink or swim with them. If somebody plays themselves out of that eight or something happens that particular night, then you may add one more to it. Uh, then I think you got, you got to kind of decide on who's your guys by now and start start trying to build something there. And playing so many guys and by in and out of the lineup, I think that can hurt you if you're not careful. Your thoughts on that? A little bit. As far as substitution pattern, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think you got to, you know, naturally you've got to look and see who's playing well or has a problem, injury, halfway injury or something, 
you also need, need to be sure that your matchups prior to the game are you match who against who, you feel comfortable with that, and you substitute based on your matchups. And um, some games it may be you may be able to, you know, play more people. Other games you may not. Um, he, he uh, I think, got a little disgust, disgusted with him in the Oklahoma game. I don't know this because I hadn't asked him, but uh, maybe in substituted uh, pretty pretty quickly there with people who were, you know, hopefully going to play better than the ones that were playing because the ones that were playing weren't very good defensively. So, I, you know, I just think it's all according to that particular game how you how you how you're getting ready for that game and who you think you can play and. If you have a lineup change tonight, did uh, did Bradley start in the last game? He did, but he did not the second half. They did not start yeah. him. So they started Riley yeah. Griffin, I think. Yeah. Right, they did. They didn't start he or Betty Aka the second half. They were looking for some shooters, and and Griffin has probably been shooting a little bit better than most people. I think. I think uh, the big kid from South Carolina is in, uh, is in a little bit of a let me show you I can make it shot. You ever, you ever understand what I'm saying? Let me show you I can make it. Uh, well, what do you do I, with a guy I, that, that streaky coach? I'm missing, missing them, missing them. But let me show you I can make it. Well, everybody's different. I, you know, we. I don't want to talk about. I, I mean, I don't mind talking about. It. I just, I just wanted my shooters to shoot, my passers to pass. They don't feel that way. They're they're playing great. I mean, that's that's fine. You guys, got, you can't you can't score unless you shoot it. And I certainly. Agree to that, but uh, um, maybe he just needs but to work a little bit hard hit, on it. In practice, he, yeah, he's hit some big threes. He hit them in Houston. He hit them at Missouri. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying it. He's going with. It, I guess. Yeah, he missed like his first twelve of the season. He made like ten, eleven, or he made a bunch, and now he's missed twenty in a row. Well, if it were me, coach, and that was you know, I came over to you, coach. I'm struggling. I want to keep contributing to the team. What do I do? Well, I mean, he. Can defend and rebound, and he runs well. You don't have to just hitting a three, but I mean, if he's in the gym working on them, he's proved to me he can hit them. I'm gonna let him keep taking them. Uh, now I ain't gonna take ten a game, but and then I might run something for him. I think sometimes when you get lost in the game, uh, you run something for him. He gets a layup. He takes a charge. Make some tough plays. When you make a couple of tough plays, you get lost in the game. The game rewards you back. You hit a three, uh, but when you start worrying about whether you're gonna hit a three or not, and you're not doing the dirty, nitty gritty things, blocking a shot, sprinting the floor, uh, it won't reward you. So I'll probably well, it just, get it. It just needs to go at your your three needs to go in the flow of the game. Yeah, the flow the flow of the game will bring up the three for you, and you crack it and you shoot it. But if it's not in the flow of the game. Um, where you you know you've touched the paint maybe one time with the pass, and you kicked it back out. And that's that's the flow of the game. You shoot it, but just to come down, uh, I think a little bit maybe. Of, I've been missing a bunch. Let me show you, I can make a bunch because he had the he had the one game. And you're right, Houston gave him made a big bucket, and in one of the games he made four straight to start the game, and uh, and. Uh, you know, he missed 16 in a row to start the season, I think it was. I don't really know, but he's a good player. I like him as a player. He's very good and got long arms and very skilled. And so I'd certainly, certainly stick with him and just try to do a good job of helping him mentally. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we'll we'll see as they go tonight. I, I they may make a tweak the lineup change. You know you. Oh, I don't know that they will. Jim Bradley is a different type of player than Quinterly. Uh, so it depends on what you want. Um, I think people are. Well, kind of, Quinterly is up and down, son. If if they don't have Quinterly in the Mississippi State game, they might lose. Yeah, but you know there are other games where where you know everybody gets on there and says I don't say much because I'm very careful what I say that he drills it too much, shoots it too much, too selfish, those kind of things. I I don't, you know I'm I I work there and have teams and I I don't try to coach somebody else's team. I had a hard enough time coaching mine. <laughs> yep. All right, we're going to take the break. We're going to get man Brian Pass again, the ultimate homer. Do you think he knows Joe that he's a homer? I think he has an idea. He's a homer. Now, you know the wrong with being a homer. I'm not being critical. I, I love homers. Uh, Sonny's a homer. But he said, people say Brian's a bigger homer than Sonny. I don't know about that one. Oh, no, he's not. He's not. That's yeah, right. I, I don't listen to Brian that much because I watch the game on TV. But, but, but see, or at the game. And so, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. All right, uh, two-minute truck. They're at 1330 Martin Road East. That's where you go pick up your boxes, your packing supplies, whatever you need. To make this a smooth move. Whereas local, out of town, out of state, let the professionals handle it. They'll take great care of you and your stuff. Give them a call today for the free estimate. 205-247-5050. Two men in a truck. Movers who care. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. My name's Mary Kay, and an Alabama town that has been hit multiple times with severe weather is looking to help its residents. The city of Utah will be getting a new weather camera to be installed on the town's 300-foot water tower by a donation from Bob Barron. And a tense situation that caused multiple accidents and drew a huge police presence to Skyland Boulevard now has two alleged car thieves in custody. And the Greene County Sheriff's Department says that two men were shot as a result of an altercation at a party. Tide 100.9 traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks on a dreary Tuesday morning. We do have some congestion on Merlin southbound into downtown and 69 southbound heavy at Skyland. If you see conditions, give me a call. Business is so good at towns of Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Towns of Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. The new year is here. Time for a change. Start a recession-resistant new career in the high-demand IT field with My Computer Career. In just months, already in IT? Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking. Fencing, playsets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the internet, look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cooler today, the chance of some scattered light rain, the high 54. Tonight and tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times. The low tonight, 41. The high tomorrow, 50. Thursday, cloudy with a soaking rain likely during the day. Thursday's high, 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 57 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Mr. SEC Tournament Wimp Sanderson gives you his excellent analysis every weekday on Inside the Locker Room right here on Tide 100.9. 
Welcome back to Inside the Locker Wayne's Pest Control, serving over 100,000 customers across Alabama, Tennessee, and Mississippi since 1973. Let the good folks at Wayne's make sure your home protected from this unwanted pest this winter. Wayne's provides world-class termite protection, general pest control, and mosquito prevention services. They also keep that lawn looking lush and healthy. Give them a call at 866-WAYNES-1 and get $60 off your initial pest control service. All right, get to the Wayne's hotline. He does the color with uh, Chris Stewart for all the Alabama basketball games. Uh, we talked to Coach Sonny Smith the other day, Brian, and we told him he was the biggest homer uh, in the country on the radio. And we had somebody call up and say that you were the second biggest homer. <laughs> Uh, in college basketball. So if Sonny is beating you, I think it's good to be a homer. I like for a radio guy to think every call's against them, everybody's trying to screw them. Uh, so I don't have a problem. I'm not criticizing you being a homer. Are you proud of being the second biggest homer in the SEC when it comes to color commentary? Very much so. Yes. And I don't think all the calls uh, that are bad against this just the bad ones, which, you know, about 99%. Yeah. So, you know, I, I try to I'm, – I'm reasonable. Well, Sonny, um, Sonny thinks they all are going against Auburn. Every call is going against Auburn. Well, if I ever think that I'm complaining too much about the officiating, I just tune into an Auburn broadcast, and I feel a lot better about myself. Yeah. No <laughs> that. Uh. How about coaching the game for us? I, I, I'm not coaching it. I, I, I have a hard enough time coaching mine. Coach the game at, at Oklahoma and tell our listeners what will happen tonight. <laughs> well, um, you and I have something in common. We're Neither of us are coaching uh, this team. So I've just been able to sit back and enjoy a great season. Um, but Saturday was not great. It was a tough game. Um, your guy, Porter Mosier, deserves a lot of credit for that. He's, as the three of us know, and I think a lot of listeners know, he's an excellent coach. And they've been on the verge of a breakout game. I mean, they, they've lost, seems like, gosh, I mean, a million one-possession games and um, to top 25 teams. And Grant Sherfield is a really good player. Uh, Tanner Groves on the inside, that, that's a really good combination. Um, and, and I mean, they're a good team that looks like an NCAA tournament team. And if just half of those one possession games would have gone their way, um, you know, they'd be right in the mix for the yeah. big 12. Uh, so they're a good team. Um, we heard Nate Oates before the game talk about, uh, that they are much better than their record indicates. Uh, that was certainly the case and they were impressive. They played great. They shot the lights out. Uh, and it's just one of those games. Um, that happened in college basketball where you don't have it. And Alabama was not ready to go like we're used to seeing, didn't shoot it well, didn't defend well, and it was a tough afternoon. Um, but sounds like a message was received. The guys have responded in practice. Um, that's not who they are. They want to kind of redeem themselves and, and play Alabama basketball, and we all hope that it happens tonight against Vanderbilt. Brian, I I'm not making excuses for Alabama, but they don't play Oklahoma every day. And I thought Oklahoma, you know, when you're flying to Norman, your preparation time, you don't have a ton. And I thought they ran some really neat 
things offensively, things you don't see, uh, hitting the high post, screening for the guard, handbacks, uh, backdoor plays, just stuff that you really cannot simulate in practice. If you don't play them every year like you do these SEC teams, you don't know them. I think it calls, and then they, the officials let them be real physical early in the game, and frustration sets in when you're getting beat back door, you're giving up layups, guys are hitting threes. The familiarity in the league, you don't have that with Oklahoma. I thought that was a huge factor early in that game, not being able to guard their actions. Yeah, I agree with all of it. And then you, you add in, I think they were shooting 85% from the three-point line, and then all of a sudden, you know, all those things, all those factors that – seem to be going against you just hurt that much worse uh, when when they're raining in threes and, and you can't buy a bucket. Now, with all that being said, this team has shown the ability to weather the storm and overcome those things uh, and continue to get stops. Uh, that just didn't happen on Saturday. And yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll, we'll, we'll have a repeat of what we saw a couple of years ago when Alabama was undefeated at the time in SEC play, went on the road and lost to Oklahoma. Um, and while that was not a loss you want, it wasn't, you know, the, the disparity in score wasn't like it was on Saturday, but kind of had a reset. And even though you, you take a loss and things were rolling before, now you kind of reevaluate, reassess, uh, regroup, and – and you have the ability to do that and look over at your SEC record and you're still undefeated leading the league uh, with a chance to, to uh, rebound without taking a loss in conference play. And as Nadeau's talked about after the Mississippi State game, you hope to be able uh, to learn in a win. And that's an ideal situation. Uh, but I think you always get the guy's attention after a loss. And sounds like the, the attention has... <laughs> is uh, to detail maybe a little greater in practice and you know these guys are competitors and and you you could look on their faces in the second half of the Oklahoma game and and nobody was pleased and there was a lot of disappointment with the way that game played out Uh, whether it was the coaches players um, those affiliated with the program and fans for that uh, matter but um, you know that I've seen this team play 20 plus games uh, one game does not make or break a season uh, over the course of a college basketball game. Um, But what you hope and what we've seen from Alabama teams this year and under Nate Oates is that they learn from it, they get better from it, and become a better team. It's one of the reasons why Coach Coach Oates wants to play the toughest or one of the toughest schedules in the country and play different styles and have different experiences because – you can learn from those and get better from them, and I expect this team to get better from it. Brian, uh, they're playing a lot of young guys, uh, and people say, well, there's no way they're tired. They're 18 years old. I, I say, no, they are, because these guys physically aren't, you know, even Brandon Miller, as good as he is, and Clowney and Bradley, they're not used to having to, to play this hard every night uh, to be successful. They pretty much dominate in high school. Their bodies don't have the strength right now that they will in, in a couple of years. So I, I do think fatigue can hit freshmen uh, late in the season. Do you see any of that kind of stuff with this team? I think it's something, maybe not yet. And, and, and maybe, you know, certain guys 
Um, but I think it's something that that they pay attention to, uh, the coaching staff, training staff. I know this. Um, games are hard. Practices are harder. And, and that was one thing that I remember uh, most as a freshman. Um, and that's something that uh, – Coach uh, and Coach Sanderson and Coach Oates have very much in common is practices are tough. And and so, yes, the games and, and playing 30 whatever, 30 games and, and the, the intensity of games and going through a tough schedule and SEC play and the grind of travel and all that. Um, <laughs> but getting after it in practice the way um, that we did uh, back in the old days and the way they get after it. Now there's a lot of similarities and, and that can, that can take something out of you when you're not used to it as a freshman, because high school practices compared uh, to college practices, or I mean, that's night and day. So I think, and, and listen, I mean, this is something that it, that is paid very close attention to um, by, by the training staff and coaches. So um, yeah, that, that can definitely play a factor. Um, but but hopefully, um, and, and I, I know Coach Oates does this, and and, and Coach Sanderson, uh, you know, Coach did this as well as anybody. You, you never drop down on the intensity, even ramp it up. But maybe the duration's a little shorter. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a way to guard against it. I know that's the way uh, that that we did it. And uh, boy, um, the success um, has <laughs> spoke for itself uh, back when Coach was there. Yeah, that. Uh, the league is, you know, one team undefeated, four teams at the bottom, one and seven. Um, is, you know, it, it's almost it's almost a Tennessee Alabama league. Uh, Alabama doesn't have to go to Kentucky. Do do have to go to Tennessee? Tennessee got it much tougher. They have to go to Kentucky. They already have lost to Kentucky, and they have Auburn twice. Uh, so to me, the schedule for Alabama and Tennessee are quite different. I'm not looking at it, but I think it's right. I could be wrong. I think that's correct. Um, so it, uh, when you drop down past those two, Arkansas is playing a little bit better without their injuries. But they, they haven't played very good because of the injuries, but it's playing a little bit better. A&M is, is a, a surprise <laughs> that you think is fixing to bust open the other way. Sometimes they, they've got to go to A&M tonight. I mean, they go to uh, – uh, Arkansas tonight, I think it is. Uh, talk about the league a little bit to our to our listeners. What your feelings are? Well, I mean Alabama's in a great spot, but and I mean you love looking at that that eight and zero record. Um, that's a great place to be. Um, but you know, a lot like the Oklahoma game, and, and hopefully, lesson, this will be a lesson learned that there's a bunch of teams. Um, you know, you mentioned one in seven teams. Well, Mississippi State probably should have beaten Alabama last week. I mean, they're good enough. LSU at one and seven. I mean, they've beaten a top 15 team at home. You go to LSU. So, um, you know, there, there are some teams in the middle and the bottom that are capable of beating the top teams. And so I think, and that, that's why it's so hard to win the league, <laughs> the consistency that it takes over the course of the season. And yeah, I mean, Tennessee and, and, and Auburn and Kentucky are talented. Texas A&M um, has, has just, boy, they, they've turned the corner so impressive. 
Um, and the teams at the top uh, for Alabama, you got to go to Tennessee. You got to go to Texas A&M. Um, you, know, you still got a home and home left with Auburn, uh, and that that'll be a dogfight both places. So the league's really good. Um, it wasn't a great day on Saturday uh, for the in the in the challenge, but I still think that this league is one of the best in the country. And you know, for Alabama, you you look at the teams at the top, but you know, the focus obviously is is Vanderbilt and LSU this week. Two important games, especially considering how this team played on Saturday. I think it's important for Alabama to to play well tonight. Um, I think it'll be a great crowd, and uh, th- this team needs to bounce back. and And I'm hopeful that all that it will happen. Uh, but these two games against Vanderbilt and LSU on the road on Saturday. I uh, feel like are important considering the way Alabama's played the last couple of games. We're talking with Brian Passig, color commentator um, with University of Alabama men's basketball. Brian, uh, coach, you got a lot of options over there. You bring Burnett's back now, uh, so they got you know ten or eleven guys that you can play. Uh, does he eventually have to just cut down this rotation? Just say, hey, these are the eight or nine we're going to go. We may. Uh, in certain situations, play more guys, or do, does he need to keep playing uh, all these guys that he's playing right now? Well, in a perfect world, you, you'd like to cut it down. I mean, you know, you, it, with I think twelve guys available, um, you make the argument that all twelve deserve to play. Yeah, but that, that's that's tough. I mean, listen, I I think it's a great problem to have, um, but boy, it, it's easy to say. You probably need to cut it down to nine or ten uh, at the most. But but who do you leave out? I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, you know, I, I think a guy like Namari Burnett, um, who was playing so well on both ends of the floor before he got hurt, uh, is right now trying to work his way back. I think his defense um, and what he, he showed on that end of the floor before he got hurt could be really valuable to this team. Um, but then Don Welch is starting to make some shots and has such a, a great track record of four-year starter at St. Bonaventure, a captain on a top 25 team, a thousand point score. And, you know, and then you got Rylan Griffin, who is maybe the most improved player on the team over the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, there he's got a lot of options. This is a talented team that right now almost have, has too much depth. Um, but, you know the depth is 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 a reason why Alabama's still in the top five because they have had injuries and yeah. they haven't skipped a beat. Uh, they've been able to go to their bench, but now that pretty much everybody is is ready to roll and feeling good and and getting healthier, um, now all of a sudden you got to probably make some tough decisions. and And I don't know what the answers are for that, um, but I think playing twelve uh, is probably a little too much right now. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know, you almost wish you were red shirting a couple of these talented guys, and then at least they know they're not going to play. You don't have to worry about, uh, you know, those guys being disgruntled because kids want to play. Uh, so managing your roster like that, even when you're winning, uh, you guys see the behind the scenes stuff, and I don't know how in depth you get into their meetings and all. Even when you're winning, trying to manage your rosters can be difficult in college, college sports, can it, Brian? It can. The good thing about this team is that that I've been so impressed with is uh, the character of these guys and the maturity, and and that's important considering 
some of the things off the floor that they've had to go through. And then, you know, and, and this isn't nearly as important as the off the floor stuff that, that <laughs> has gone on, but you know, the, it's tough when you're a competitor and, and, and you're doing all the right things to, to not be able to play the minutes you want is really, really hard. Um, but I like the fact that, that these guys are, are good, high character guys. They're unselfish, they're team first. Um, but I think it could, you know, I think it could help this this team because of how competitive practices will be. You know, you you give up ninety um, something points or whatever the the final score was to Oklahoma and seventy plus percent from the three point line, sixty plus percent overall, and and all of a sudden um, practice is a little more intense on that end of the floor and. Alabama's been so good defensively throughout the year. If they weren't on Saturday, uh, I expect a much better defensive performance tonight. But I think um, I think how competitive practices and games will be can help this team. But um, yeah, it's trying to figure out who's sitting uh, is a tough tough job for this coaching staff. All right. Uh, lastly, Brian, and most importantly. Tell us about Mountain Brook girls basketball. What's going on there? Do they have a do they have a shooter? Uh, do you why do you go to all those games? Just tell tell us what's going on with Mountain Brook. <laughs> well, Sarah Passink and the Mountain Brook Spartans are, are having a good year. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know who we have tonight. My my daughter was uh, Sarah, who is uh, the point guard on the Lady Spartans team, was giving me a hard time this morning because. I am missing, missing yet another game, and uh, she told me mm. I need to get my priorities straight, and mm. I agree with that. Um, so, <laughs> but when you have two jobs, it's it's hard to to, to see all. Dad, do you think then, Brian ever criticizes the coaching up there uh, oh, in the stands? Let me tell you, that, Dad. Um, I don't know. He probably a little bit. Maybe he, he may criticize the officials. Does he? You, did y'all see where Robert Orr got thrown out of his son's high school game? No. When? Yeah. I, I just saw that. I was going to bring it up. <laughs> no, I didn't. Where? When? Where? Out in California, he was screaming. They looked up there at him, said something. I don't know. He was – Brian, you don't ever get to that stream, get thrown out of a high school game, do you? I've, I'll say this. I have not yet gotten thrown out of a high school game for yelling at officials, but I stand with Rob. I, I just – I believe I, – I know I we all know and love Robert. <laughs> Um, I don't know what happened, but I just, I'm, I'm taking his side. I can tell you that. Yeah. So dad, do you think he ever sits up there and says, they would run more, uh, plays for my daughter. We'd, we'd win bigger. Do you think he's a point guard? I don't know what he said as much. Let me tell you what I say. I, 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 I have, um, really bad thoughts about the officials, but I don't say it out loud all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. But, and also do I criticize the coaching staff? Absolutely, because my dad's an assistant, and so usually I, I call him after the game and tell him all the mistakes he's made. And I, it, it seems like he doesn't really appreciate that, but it makes me feel better. Do you ever send him some plays that might maybe help get your daughter open for a shot? I mean, I yes. What, I mean, <laughs> or, what, what does he? This is this is why um, you know that 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 you know my. My daughter is, you know, got another favorite grandfather because he doesn't get her enough shots. Yeah, yeah. Well, he could easily be the favorite grandfather, but I mean, run some plays for him. My God. Yeah, it's pitiful. 
Brian, great stuff. Well, Thanks, listen Appreciate to you and Chris tonight. Thank you, my man. All right, guys. Thank Appreciate you. it. All right, uh, Dad, let's talk about Bob Prince and Prince Glover and Hayes. Prince Glover and Hayes, attorneys outstanding. Three four five one two three four. Talk to uh, or you listen to Bob speak of uh, on our show, and you know his his abilities. And uh, if if you have a problem, just call at that number. Talk to him on telephone. Tell him your problem. And then go from there. If you need to go from there and they feel like that you do, they'll be very honest <coughs> with you. Then go by 701 Rice Mine Road and visit with them personally. I think that you'll find um, a group of attorneys that are smart, understanding, and also very successful. 345-1234. Not one dime to sit down with these guys. If they don't win, you don't pay. Phone lines will be up in 205 342 9904, you listed Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? No representation is made that the quality of services performed is greater than the quality of services performed by other lawyers. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. I'm Kim Rankin with your Tide Sports Update. The Alabama men's basketball team fell to number four in this week's AP poll. Washington offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb is interviewing for the open Alabama OC position. Former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts led the Philadelphia Eagles to a 31-7 victory over the San Francisco 49ers and is headed to the Super Bowl. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Esau Traffic Center, authorities have stopped that speeding car that left Northport, came through Tuscaloosa. It was a female driver. She is in custody. We have a wreck on McFarland out by DCH with delays. Business is so good at Townsend Nissan, they need your help in sales and service. Go see BJ or Kylan at Townsend Nissan. I'm Captain Ray. Every pro is an MVP to us. As a Lowe's MVP's rewards member, you can earn bonus points when you shop. Four coaches took to the radio and TV airwaves to tell people that if you're building outdoors, the only way to build is with pressure-treated pine, yellow wood. It is the very, very best. Why? Because all the coaches said yellow wood, pressure-treated pine, protects against bug, termite, and weather. Decking, fencing, play sets, whatever you're wanting to build, just go to the Internet Look at Yellowwood, and you will find these coaches advertised a great product. If it doesn't have that yellow tag on it, believe you me, you don't want it. It's Yellowwood. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Cloudy and cooler today. The chance of some scattered light rain, the high 54. Tonight and tomorrow, cloudy, some light rain at times. The low tonight, 41. The high tomorrow, 50. Thursday, cloudy with a soaking rain likely during the day. Thursday's high, 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 56 degrees in Tuscaloosa. For the Crimson Tide, local high school sports, and Bama in the pros right here on Tide 100.9. Welcome back to Inside the Locker. First of Main Condos located in the historic district of downtown Northport. Go to firstdomaincondos.com to learn 
more information, the uh, location right in the Stork District of downtown Norport, close to downtown Tuscaloosa, five minutes from the University of Alabama, granite countertops, security cameras, gated community, also direct TV and internet are provided. So location is great, all the great amenities right there. 205-657-7465. Tell them you heard it on the inside of the locker room. Get one month of free rent there. Go to first and main condos dot com. All right, uh, Dad, how does this go? Help me here. How does this get out about this uh, guy from Washington coming to interview for the job? How, how, does that planted? Do they want that out? How, how does that, how do those how does that get out uh, that, that he's here or supposed to be here? Is that true? As far as you guys know. Um, Joe, how does it how does it get out? Well, it is true, um, but th- th- that he's here. But it get, I mean, it gets out because people are looking. People are, especially at this point, uh, reporters are following Nick Saban. Not not not. not follow like stalking him but but they're basically trying to follow every move he's making he and his camp and and really anybody who's connected with alabama athletics trying to figure out who he's going to hire for these offensive and defensive coordinator positions yeah so dad's ryan grubb how do these things get out is, is coach okay with it getting out uh that he's here obviously if he is here washington knows i'm looking at his resume this is first year at Washington is the offensive coordinator, quarterback coach. He was at Fresno State uh, three years prior to that uh, at Eastern Michigan, Sioux Falls. So he does not have the recruiting blueprint in the South. Uh, so obviously he's probably a West Coast guy. Not that Alabama can't go to the West Coast and recruit. Uh, is coach looking more for a coach than a recruiter? Or does this guy try to come in and handle the West Coast for him in recruiting as well? Well, the first the first thing you have to look at is that if a guy comes in here and you decide to hire him and he's unfamiliar, just knows a little bit about winning at Alabama, he'll have no idea. Uh, he's in Washington is, and their fans are rapid, but not like these. And he'll and he would say to you or anybody else, God, I didn't know it's going to be like that. I wouldn't take that job. So I, I don't know how far along they are with him. I, I would say uh, if if Joe says he's in town, I guess he's in town. Joe knows a lot more about it than I do. Uh, so I, I, there has to be something behind the scenes that that brings that brings uh, you know. For a while, I thought maybe he might go back to the pros to pick his coach. Offensively, yeah. So I to, to go to Washington and pick somebody with with no more of, of the intertwangles of the SEC uh, recruiting is going to be important, but not as important with the offensive coordinator as it is with the other guys. The offensive coordinator probably stays home a little bit more uh, than any any of the coaches, I would think. Uh, so, uh, what you do is you, you talk to other people and you get, you get feedings of other people that you respect and believe in about a certain guy, regardless of where he is. And that's what's happened. He's gotten a bunch of good recommendations from people about this guy. You need to get this guy. You need to look at this guy, this guy, you know, all this kind of stuff. I, 
guys, if it's gotten this public that the guy's here, that's who you're going to hire. I mean, really? really? Well, I mean, if it's that public, I mean, the, you only been at Washington one year, so you're going there and that guy's paid you two million. You're going to tell him you're going to interview at Alabama. And I guess the guy would understand that you're going to possibly work for the greatest coach in football history, maybe. Uh, so maybe they would understand that, but. And I think sometimes when you're out there like that, you go interview after only being there one year. It's hard to even go back. To where yeah, well, but the first sentence I made is pretty big. You, you, you. If you come in, you think you have an idea. Hey, you know, criticizing the offensive coordinators everywhere. Every school has it. All of them got. It. They all. They all in a hissy fit this morning about Oklahoma State. Oh, they just going crazy about Oklahoma State. He, he busted some reporter about about some comment that he made to him at a press conference. Gundy did. So everybody has got – nobody likes their offensive coordinator. They didn't even like Stark all the time. So maybe you could, if, you're, if you're mature enough to understand that, you're okay at Alabama, but it probably is going to be a little worse at Alabama than it was wherever you were. So yeah, that's, 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 yeah. that's the thing. And you can you can try to explain it to him. Uh, maybe you don't even worry about explaining it to him. Uh, but like, I know where University of Washington is a lot of other things going on other than Washington football. Uh, so here, like he's wife, I guess he's married. Let's see here if he's married. Uh, doesn't say, um, it's a lot more scrutiny, uh, here. You gotta have a little bit thicker skin. Uh, now I know he's. Been That's around football long enough, uh, Joe. Even guys like Sark and Sarkeesian and Dayball, and now, now um, Bill O'Brien, who's been through. I mean, people just absolutely tore him apart. I like, like people picking at Nate Oates for losing one game. Like Alabama fans are a little bit unrealistic, aren't they, Joe? A little bit. <laughs> okay, a lot. A lot. A yeah. lot unrealistic. Absolutely. Something. Some. Some. If this guy is what. Joe says he's in town. That means he is. It's it, it, uh, something in the wood pile that coaches found that he likes. Yeah, and I trust coach. <laughs> yeah, trust and yeah. so he, but but he, but all these people now say, "Oh, I think he'd be a great hire." Like guys, be quiet. You don't know anything about this guy. You know, people in Alabama, the people talking on these shows, oh, know absolutely know nothing about. Oh, they're going to say is. whoever is if it's Jimmy Smith, he's a great hire. He's got a great, but, no, big, no, great but they don't say that about Todd Grantham. If you say you're going to hire Todd Grantham, oh my gosh, Coach Saban's giving up. He's giving up. That's the that's the he should have kept Pete. Giving up. That what a, what a joke. <laughs> they're saying that. Though. Are you right? But this guy, they don't know. So, so he's great. He's great. He's, he's going to be great. Totally, I, trust, in. I trust coach. I trust coach. We're trust score coach. 50 points a game. We're going to run the football. Todd Grantham, what? Like, coach is also, well, I trust him on this one, but either you trust him or you don't. Well, they don't know this guy, so they're okay. Yeah. See, they know Todd they, Grantham. They don't know do him it. until he yeah, coaches one quarter. Him. That's right. And they'll say, they don't ah, know. That's first yes. time they punt. Then, first, uh, you know, yeah. here's the first thing they say after he gets here. Well, I thought when they hired him, it was the wrong hire. I didn't want to say. Oh anything. yeah, that West Coast <laughs> offense—that they don't bloody your nose. That's 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 a soft <laughs> offense. He's from the West Coast, right, Joe? As soon as the first punt. Oh yeah, if you don't score every play, uh, uh, I wish we could go back to the. 
Gene was, Stallings. Yeah, the good offensive and defensive coordinator both here last year. I thought they were good. So, so uh, yeah, so this guy's going to come in and he's going to be he's going to go home and say, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, after they, yeah, well, he can, he'll be able to go over to Mississippi and recruit some players like uh, like former. Got golden did. <laughs> oh, all right, Joe. I guess we'll just double these breaks up at the back Mississippi, on the back yeah, back side. We'll down. get uh, we'll get Cowboy into the show. Good morning, Cowboy. Are you one of those fans? You are, oh, you are one of those fans. Yeah, Cowboy is one of those fans. We yeah. just described you, Cowboy. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, I'm trying to stay off of the ditches out here with these icy roads today, so I guess I'll take the abuse. What what happened? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like everybody. If they hire Ryan Grubb, everybody's going to say it's a great hire. Nick Saban is the best. But if he hires Todd Grantham, they're going to say he's lost his mind and he's losing it. So either you trust Nick Saban or you don't, Cowboy. I trust, I trust him. I, you know, I told some guys, hey, you know, Todd Grantham, maybe he had not coached the Alabama-style talent he's going to have on the defensive side of the ball if he gets the job. But he may be going to hire Todd Grantham to coach the D-line, which he did for him at Michigan State. So, you know, we don't know, you know, that if he hires the Grubhub coach, which will get some free Grubhub deliveries, I guess, out of him on the field. You he know? did. He did. He coached for him at Michigan State as offensive, as a defensive line coach. I didn't know that. Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And he kind of NFL route. So he's got a history with Todd Grantham. Oh, yeah, that was – one of the regions, Georgia, you know, hired him there with Rick, uh, you know, with the Saban connection. And uh, so, um, you know, he knows what he's getting into if he does hire him. You yeah. know, I, I don't But I'm, I'm kind of ready for some Grubhub on the field. How about you guys? Yeah, we'll see. Well, they hire him. If he... As soon as he doesn't do well, they're going to say, oh, that's a West Coast offense. It's a soft offense. We need a smash-mouth guy here. So whatever he does... Eventually, will be wrong, cowboy. In the in the fans' eyes, uh, Coach Grubb, he's a uh, uh, he's an offensive lineman. Ah, he so, can't develop a quarterback. He can't develop these guys. You know, whatever. So I hope he yeah. got. I hope he knows what he's getting into. Uh, great hey, place, I'm, great football tradition. Unrealistic fans. Well, I guess you're pointing the obvious out, aren't you? <laughs> Thank you, cowboy. Appreciate you, my man. <laughs> All right, we got to get out. That's it for today's show. We're back up on the breaks. Alabama One, www.alabama1.org for all the different products and services. They'll take great care of you. They do it for me. Give them a call today or swing by a new local branch or start the website, alabama1.org. We appreciate Kevin Skarbinski and Brian Pasek. Hopefully, Alabama get turned around tonight. You list a tie. I got to go deal with a tire. Although, Andrew Kniffer's in my garage right now. Now, that's service with a smile. So, I may mean, need to slow down a little bit. You listen to Tide 100.9. Is he home of Alabama Sports? Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for listening to Inside the Locker Room with Wimp and Barry Sanderson on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.